0: Welcome to Gamers Cafe, guys, where we are open for business for all the gaming news and controversies and everything else in between that goes on in the PC gaming industry. I'm your host, Brett Dice. Let's get on with it. So it looks like breeding season, which is basically a sexy farming game where you can have sex with beautiful people and have monster farms. I'm really not quite sure about how fun that would be, but hey, it was really popular on Patreon, and it got about $42,000 a month. Well, there's controversy, and now it's not being made anymore. The artist has gone and said that he didn't like management style of, some, of the other partner and decided to go behind his back and do something else. It's just a he-said-she-said said type of a thing with bad contracts, bad deals, and now a game that's not going to be made anymore because... Whatever that artist touched, they cannot use. He can take the assets. It's just a really bad deal in general and a lesson learned. Uh, Unfortunately for gamers, you are not going to be able to play the game. The alpha is available for download, but that's about all you can do. There is nothing else you can do. You're just going to have to, you know, say, dang it, I sunk money into this and now I can't even play it. Boo! Boo! Oh, well. I mean, that, that does happen. And... It's unfortunate. I mean, that's why I'm very very leery about kickstarting a lot of projects, only because I don't know if there's going to be enough reason for them to actually make it to market, or not just take all the money and run, because that can happen as well and so there's a lot of risk involved with Kickstarter and all these other sites to actually, you know, invest in something like that. Now you can invest in something like a podcast or something like that and you can kind of get a return on investment with Podcasts being produced, videos being produced, and all those other fun stuff, which is uh, not a lot of startup costs or the person's already doing it. Kind of like I have a Patreon account, but I'm already still doing this without the money being invested in me. So that is a viable risk. So I would more recommend that instead of these gaming uh, risks because you don't really know if they're actually going to. Produce it or not. Alright, looks like Star Wars Battlefront is going to be having an offline mode this time. Yes, eventually they're going to be bringing skirmish mode where you can play against bots. Now, it's not really going to be in place of a campaign, or it actually is in place of a campaign because we aren't going to get a campaign. That's as close as you're going to get to an offline mode where you can play walker assault and skirmish or the endless wave type uh, mode that has already been there, but you can play by yourself offline. So once eventually it becomes not very popular anymore, which is probably going to be soon, uh, you can still play it because that's going to be a bigger problem. Once nobody won't plays it anymore, Battlefront is dead. And as I've seen it, it's not that popular on PC anymore because there's a lot of other games that people will play it, like Overwatch. And so I don't know how long this will be played, but this is kind of a move to... Hopefully get people to come back and play it. Now there are going to have trials for the Best Bin DLC. Uh, They're going to have some other little hut contracts and other things to get people to come back and play. But my problem is, is that in the beginning the game had so little content that it just wasn't worth keep on playing it. And keep on spending money to get more DLCs because there is no point to it. Why would you do that? I just. Star Wars Battlefront was great. It was fun. It had the feel of Star Wars, but it was lacking in so many different areas that the feel was not going to replace the depth, the strategy that, well, Battlefield actually had for, for quite a while or for it's, in, its inception of the franchise. So I, I just n- never cared about it after I played it for a while. And after I, you know, got my 30 hours and kind of figured out how to review it, I kind of was like, I'm over this. This isn't very fun. I don't care about this game. So that's my take on it. But it's great that they're finally doing an offline mode, but I just really don't care about it. Even with the new DLC that's supposed to have space and ground battles and the Death Star, plus new Star star Cards and uh, weapons, it just does... There, there's, just no, there's just nothing that entices me to come back to it. That's just the plain and simple truth. Nothing to entice me to come back to it. Sorry, it was great f- for a while, but now it's just meh. All right, it looks like Sniper Elite 4, yes, the ever so gruesome Sniper Elite game that allows you to shoot your sniper rifle and see an x-ray vision of the people that you shoot, especially those shots that are so gratuitous and kind of funny to see once or twice. Uh, they are finally making the fourth game of this series. And I played the third one and the second one. They're okay. They got kind of boring after a while. The voice acting wasn't that great. The writing was terrible. The story was awful. There just wasn't enough for me to go, man, this is so cool. I get to fire at people and then see x-ray visions of where I hit them. Woo! You just never cared. Luckily, there is a way of turning this off because eventually it does just get so old that you just don't care anymore. You don't care about the slow motion going through and all that other fun stuff. But yes, there is a fourth one coming if you enjoy that. I do not enjoy it. The third one kind of made me get completely turned off on this franchise. I kind of wish they would just stop making it but since it sells, they'll keep on making it and yeah... It's unfortunate. I just don't even recommend it. I don't even recommend it for just eh, whatever type of game. Not even on sale would I recommend it. Just, I don't recommend it at all. It's so boring. Boring. So bad it's boring. Anyways, there is is new research about Twitch and how live streaming actually helps boost game sales. Yes, it did a study with Punch Club, which the publisher said, hey, stream this game and we'll launch it early if you stream this game. So it did and a lot of people actually played it and what they actually found is that the big streamers are, aren't are actually the ones that are going to get people to actually buy it. They have a very small uh, proportion of people buying it from their uh, streaming uh, profile sites. Now it's the ones that are the mid-tier from the 33 subscribers to the 3,333 subscribers that are the ones that are actually getting more people to actually buy it and the lower the streamers basically the more the people are willing to buy it. It, it is because of the correlation or as they claim the correlation between just sitting next to your friend and seeing your friend play it and so that's why the small streamers actually get more people to actually buy the game and it actually makes a little bit more sense. However, there is a trickle-down effect with the bigger streamers streaming it first and then the small to mid-tier ones actually streaming it as well. So they kind of get a little bit off of that as well, but still the majority of people buying it are from the mid-tier to smaller streamers. And so that should give you some hope that you still have some influence on Twitch, even if you don't have a very big audience and also that you probably should go back into it and actually stream it because of that. Now, it says the mid-tier streamers convert views into purchases 13 times more effectively than top-tier broadcasters, and small broadcasters convert views into purchases 1,000 times more effectively than top-tier broadcasters. And that is huge evidence to just do it, just have fun with it, don't worry about your... Uh, subscribers as much because you actually have a bigger uh, base or a bigger impact the smaller or the more mid-er that you are, which is great. It's great to see that not it's not only just the big people actually you know, influencing, but they do get a lot more of the bigger pie because as marketing goes the bigger the audience the more your game get, exposure your game gets so that's why they go after them but it doesn't mean that the smaller to mid-tier ones do not have a say in it so keep on keep on trucking you guys all right twitch has also clarified on the csgo uh, skin gambling controversy now if you don't know there's a controversy about the whole you know skins for guns gambling thing about how A YouTube commentator was actually a part of the business, never really disclosed it, and there was just a lot of rigging going on with it. Basically, it just was a complete and utter huge, massive disaster for it. Uh, Steam has come out saying that we do not support this. This goes against our uh, TOS or Terms of Service. Twitch has also said that it also goes against theirs, and they're not allowed to actually stream this as well. So there is a lot of just look at this is wrong, we don't support this. And so, actions will be taken on people that actually do this against Steam and probably Twitch as well, but Steam will be a lot more heavy-handed with this because it does ruin their reputation a little bit and has caused harm to them, more of a branding-type harm, reputation-type harm than anything else. So, if you are involved with this, get out as soon as possible, just break all ties. If you've been hurt by this, I feel sorry for you. But just be cautious next time about this because this isn't really a good outcome for anybody. And I'm probably gonna it's probably gonna get worse as well things come out, people don't break ties from it, it's probably gonna get worse for them. So if you have done this, just stop doing it. Just don't do it. I never really understood why people were doing it. I never really cared why people were doing it. What What's the point of skin gambling? It just really just... It never really made sense to me. And I was just on the outside going, that just sounds dumb. That was just my whole thing. That just sounds dumb. Why would you do that? Why would you... Why would, why would you... Why? 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 All right. Well... This comes a time where you always have to talk about censorship, and tech is notoriously being more sensory about their ship. They're writing their censorship, but whatever. World of Warcraft apparently has an upcoming silence penalty aimed at curbing abusive chat. I have big qualms against this. A, because it's never really defined very well what hate speech, abusive chat is. B. People just get butthurt about the dumbest things and it's kind of like, dude, grow some skin, you know, thick skin is better than thin skin, why are you so thin skin, and it applies to this as well. People get butthurt on the internet so easily that it's kind of like, dude, seriously, take a chill pill. Uh, And I understand that some people can be harassing people, I understand that it can be bad, but if there was a study out there, I'm pretty sure it would not be as bad as what we're blowing it up to be. I remember one time playing Overwatch, somebody was like in my view on my team and trying to like do weird things and like I would move or move with me. And so I devised a clever way of looking at over a cliff. He tried to do the same thing, fell to his death and learned his lesson. Now I outsmarted my tormentor, I guess you could say that, annoyance. And he stopped doing it because I outsmarted him and he died for it. Stupidly. Died for it. And that's what I'm always saying. Just outsmart the person that's doing that to you. Outsmart them. Only way you can do it. Be smart about it. You know, leave if you have to. Do something else. It's, I mean, there's a very different ways you can actually do this. I understand that some things are just bad. What I would like to see is just you give the option of players just blocking their chat instead, instead of this abusive thing. Now, the silence penalty will basically make you silent for a day, first of all, and then it, it basically adds up. So just don't do it more than once. Be nice to people as much as you can. I know some people it can be annoying. and I know some people don't play as well as you, but just be nice to them. I understand it's gaming. You want to win. I get it. I completely get it but sometimes we just need to take a step back, do something else, it happens, it's unfortunate. All right, there are more Overwatch news because, well, it's Overwatch, everybody loves to play it, and this one is, I guess, a little controversial, but it's more for people that have uh, monitors that are 21 by nine. Uh, aspect ratios so the support is that they don't allow for the widescreen viewing because blizzard says that it gives an unfair advantage to 16 by 10 or 16 by 9 uh, people that are using monitors and i completely understand that especially competitive scene if you give have a wider angle of advantage you can have a bigger advantage than the other player so what they did is they kind of just kind of had just a small window just basically the same as uh, 16 by 9 version. So basically what it is is just a stretching out of the 16 by 9 version. Now there is no FOV and they will not push it beyond one of three of the FOVs. So if you're looking to, you know, make it really, you know, really big of field of depth, well, you or view, I should say, well, you can't. That's how it is. So just deal with it, unfortunately. Sorry. Sorry, that might break your heart. Break your little, little heart. All right, for competitive mode in Overwatch, now I've played a little bit of it, it's it's okay. My, my biggest problem with Overwatch competitive mode is people leaving. Seriously, stop leaving. If you want to leave, go play quick matches and stop leaving. I get that you don't want to lose, and it sucks that you lose, but grow a pair, or man or woman up, because there are ladies that play it, and accept your loss. It happens, that's how you get better, Just deal with it. Tired of you people doing that. Happened four matches out of the 10 that I played just for qualifying. Luckily, it only happened once where I was on the team that the people left. Three times I was on the opposing team that could crush the other team. And the two that left out of the five, we basically just ran through because there was no point for it. But more onto competitive mode, they are now going to be releasing a patch update eventually that will allow only one hero per limit now this is only for competitive mode so you can still in quick play have your five team uh, soldier 76 five team bastions or whatever you really want which is kind of stupid but it does work uh, but yes they're allowing you to do that there will also be uh, buffs for Xanetta uh, and diva as well Diva will have a toggle for her defense matrix which will not be a cooldown time. The cooldown time will be shortened as well. Also, the uh, ultimate for uh, Diva will not hurt her this time, which is kind of great. Also, the the time for it to explode is uh, shortened as well. For Zenera, uh, he gets a buff in his shields to be more aligned with other support heroes' health to be uh, up at 200. Instead, his... Uh, Discourse and Harmony will actually go a lot faster this time as well, uh, and also his ultimate. He is a mad person. It looks like he's somebody on speed when he does it, so it's a little cray cray uh, right now. There are also some debuffs with Soldier 76. Uh, his um, his bullets. There are for tracers and stuff. It does uh, it does get a little less accurate for. McCree, don't really understand why, but he's getting a more buff for longer ranges, so he's going to be a Sniper in a way. I don't really understand why that's happening, but it is happening as well. Uh, Mercy's ultimate is being uh, Longer, so it's going to take a lot longer to actually build that up But they're allowing it to decrease when you're healing yourself or healing other people as well So that's a whole nother story as well bastions uh, ultimate which i agree with is going to take a little bit longer to do which i completely agree with uh but uh mercy's uh damage multiplier is going to be buffed as well uh so it should be interesting to see what actually happens Also, saying say uh harmony is being buffed as well to actually heal a lot b- better than before he's actually going to start being useful now symmetra i wish they would actually look at as well and actually you know try to get her to actually be Viable, not a lot of people play her, but I actually do play her. I actually think she's actually really fun to play if you know how to play her well. Also, know that her little balls of, well, orb or energy can go through uh, Reinhardt's shields, so you can actually damage him, which is always fun when people don't figure that out. And actually, a wow, while after I do it, it's eventually. Oh, oh, that sucks. Also, her turns may not be very powerful, but they are very <laughs> annoying and can you know really ruin someone's day. Alright, there also is an announcement for a new Overwatch character named Anna. Now, she supposedly is the mother of Farah, which is interesting. She is a sniper support. Now, I'm not really in favor of another sniper uh, character because I don't really see a use for snipers when you're attacking, but it looks like she could be a, a better use for more coordinated teams. Now, her sniper bullets... Uh, can either heal or, uh, you know, hurt uh, enemies, heal uh, your allies, obviously. All circonades are the same way as well. Her buff is interesting where it kind of just makes someone, you know, get nanobites and, you know, buffs them quite a bit with uh, damage, with speed and all this other great stuff. So it looks very interesting. She also has a sleeping dart, so if someone... McCree... And in the video, it goes it's high noon, and she shoots the sleeping dart, and he kind of can't do his ult anymore. Which was I was kind of like that's actually kind of awesome, because as we all know, when you hear McCree and it's high noon, you just run for cover or you try to kill him really quickly, and that's the thing. But it looks interesting. I like to see a little bit more in action about it and see how well it actually play with the whole meta of the game and see how well other character other players are going to play with her and see interesting things with her. I don't know how she's gonna get to higher places. That's the other thing that people are wondering. But, like I said, it looks interesting. It looks interesting to actually play. I'd love to get my hands on that as well. All right, from Fallout 4 news. uh, In the mod type of scene, there is a Fallout 4 unofficial patch that apparently the modder's just saying that there is one Aspect of the game that they cannot patch because it's Bethesda's fault because they messed up something Now Bethesda's come back and saying no you're looking at it the wrong way type of thing and we will do our best to fix it Now this is more of a he said she said thing, but like I said the modding community is great in Fallout 4 so maybe the unofficial mod patch modders can actually fix the problem they have fixed a lot of problems in general so Kudos to them for actually doing that as well. That's where we stand right now, where apparently um, settlers do change their clothing randomly in different things. It's just kind of all weird. It's kind of more of their setup for um, the workshop, and that's kind of why this happens. But the modders have said when they brought it down to an hour, it would change rapidly. If they delayed it, it would change a lot slower, but still the change would happen. So. It's weird and interesting. It's kind of a weird bug. It's not game-breaking, but it's kind of weird. All right, XCOM 2 news. Yes, Long War Devs, the ever-popular Long War from XCOM mean Unknown, has come out with a few new uh, mods as well. One is a uh, perk pack, which allows you to choose three perks per promotion rank instead of two. Uh, more than 70 new and reworked abilities that can be assigned to soldiers. Gears or Aliens. Rework the four base classes into seven, including the Assault, Gunner, and Shinomi, and Create Your Own class. Adds 10 new PCS items, each granting a unique ability. Support for more than 15 active abilities in the tactical UI. They also have a laser perk, which adds a new laser tier, of XCOM category, which includes a new variant for the salt rifle, shotgun, cannon, sniper rifle, pistol, and SMG, plus all attachments. Mod includes models, textures, particle effects, and sounds, and they uh, exist between it. magnetic and beam tiers with two new technologies. So it looks interesting. I will actually do a new uh, article soon about more mods you should do for XCOM 2. I love XCOM 2. It's a great game. If you love turn-based strategy, kind of tactical games, this is the one you should actually get. It's a great game, fun, highly, highly recommend it. All right. Now that the Steam Summer Sale of 2016 is over, it looks like it's a smashing, smashing success. Smashing. Smashing, darling. Uh, it looks like they made more money from previous years as well. Um, so from 2015 or the 20. 2015 summer sale developers earned about 160 million dollars but that's up in 2016 they made 223.2 million dollars it's a 40 percent increase it's quite a bit as well um they also saw more users on there but this could also be attributed to the free-to-play games that are on there as well um but also that it made more money in general which means that the flash deals or the one-day deals are going to be gone. Uh, most of the deals were made in the first weekend of it, um, so that's another interesting thing to look at as well. But make no mistake, the Steam summer sales are a huge money maker for any developer out there, and it would be good to look into that as well. i like to see, actually, any data from the GOG summer sale and see how well that compares to it. I mean, I know they're a little bit different, but they still sell quite a bit of the same games, usually, because they do sell new games as well. All right, Evolve, well, it looks like it's doing really well. It went up 16,000% following the free-to-play relaunch. Yes, Evolve has gone to stage two where it has relaunched as a free-to-play model. And as always, it's done a pretty good job and players are interested in in at least trying it out. Now, how this will, uh, you know, Produce into players to keep on playing it, that's a different story because that is completely different animal and beast, but at least it's getting a lot more attention. Now, prior to Stage 2, it was peaking at 157 players, which is not that great, and now it's a little over 24,000 concurrent players, which is a lot better for finding games to actually play in. You're not kind of like banging your head against the wall. Uh, My only problem with it is it... It kind of has gone away from its original vision because the original vision was that each uh, class has specific traits and abilities and you had to rely on each one of them to actually get to the monster. Now it doesn't really do that anymore and anybody can you know track the monster. Uh, healing is regenerative between the monster and hunters which kind of makes the medic not as useful as it used to be. Uh, the dome shield which was usually on the support is for anybody as well. So it really does focus more on the battling, which probably makes it a little bit more popular, but it kind of does lose that hole on tracking, trying to find it, you know, tension the game had prior to it. But an argument can be made. That's why probably people weren't playing it, but there was a lot of other problems as well. So it should be interesting to see how well this actually plays out in the months uh, leading up to this, because that's gonna be the more most important thing. Can it retain the people that are already playing it right now. Will it still be played in three, four, five months, six months down the road? That's the biggest thing. But it looks like it's uh doing quite well for itself as of right now. Alright, another controversy because controversies apparently go in threes, twos in PC game in PC gaming or gaming in general. Yes, uh, PewDiePie has responded to the FTC complaint that uh, basically, Warren Brothers didn't actually tell the people that they're paying. Uh, properly disclosed it, and he was like, "I did nothing wrong. I disclosed it. Others didn't do it." However, you have to understand that he is a celebrity on YouTube. He has a very big following, and he may have done nothing wrong. But ethically, he may have actually, you know, crossed that line a little bit. So I don't really take his argument very well. I think he's just trying to cover himself and trying to make sure he doesn't ruin his reputation and lose a lot of people. But however, if you're going to do this, please explain that you actually are being paid to do this. Just do it that way. Properly disclose so people understand that you are being paid for this and so they can take your opinion with a grain of salt. Because if you are praising a game that you got paid to actually praise the game, you're kind of losing your credibility here and you need to address that, understand that, that, yes, you have a big following, yes, you got paid to actually play this game, however, other people may have not known this, they may have taken your word as, you got this game, you played it, and you said this out of your goodness of your heart, that it's a great game, and says, more. everybody's going, hey, you play this and you have a reveal, we'll pay you for it, type of thing. So, it is very kind of murky, and I don't really like it didn't really properly disclose it and that's the other problem for it all right no man's sky has a new trailer and it allows you to you know invite you to explore the 18 quintillion planets out there that's a lot of planets, and so you may actually never see players for quite a while but it's coming out next month and to say that i'm not excited to actually play this game is not very understatement. i'm very excited to play it and it looks very awesome interesting and to explore and basically do your own Star Trek episodes or do the whole uh, boldly go where no one's gone before, even though it's a game. Still, it's very exciting and very, really, really excited to actually play this, go down planets, discover things. Whew, I'm getting chills, tingles. But yes, there's a new trailer that I will post in the show notes so you can guys can you know see it for yourself. Uh, that shows off the whole going where no man has gone before. All right, I usually only talk about PC gaming, but I feel like I have to talk about this. Nintendo has announced that they are gonna make a very mini Nintendo Classic Mini. It's a lot of minis, but yes, it will be very... (laughs) You can hold it in the palm of your hand, but seriously, I kinda wanna get this. Now, it's gonna be launching November 11th, so you do have quite a while to actually get this, but there will be classics, including Super Mario Bros., Legend of Zelda, Metroid, Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, and Kirby's Adventure. But it's awesome. It plugs in directly into high definition, which basically means HDMI cable, which is also awesome. It also includes the HDMI cable, which is also pretty cool. And the console also comes with an additional 30 games, including the ones I already said before. But yes, who's excited for this? Who's excited to actually play more of the old games that we love? Plus with the controller, it's gonna be awesome. Who's excited for this? I'm excited for this. November 11th cannot come soon enough. So awesome. Cannot believe it. All the good times being spent playing Super Mario Brothers, again, the palm of your hand. Well, the system at least, the controller will be two hands. But all right guys, this is the end of Gamer's Cafe. I hope you enjoyed it and Tune in on Tuesday for a new episode of Digital Coffee where I go through the tech news that are going on around the net. And uh, if you like Digital Coffee, please, you know, follow us, or me, I should say, on Twitter at DigitalCO77EE, at Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, Google Plus Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast and YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, and Vine at If you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me at Patreon at Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Dicer, and have a good weekend and keep on gaming. Later.